0: hello to all my autoimmune warriors if you have found this podcast that means that you do autoimmune disease differently i am your host christy burke i am a nutritional therapy practitioner and a self-proclaimed ai warrior just like you let's get into the show just a disclaimer here this show does not diagnose or treat or give out any medical advice Any guests that we have on the show are simply stating their experience.
1: He fired us. We're sitting there 30 days and he, in the letter, says it would do you well to uh, parent, basically parent better.
0: I am so sorry.
1: It was so traumatic. (sighs) Then at this school, give me a second. It's okay. I thought I was over on this (laughs) at school and she's like. I'm like, okay, I'm here. This is like fifth referral in the week. And this was something so stupid. Like his phone, he was supposed to put his phone up, but he got an obsession with taking pictures. I mean, the girls, but he's eighth grade. But he was like, but for, you know, they're, and I'm like, okay, that's weird. Don't do that again. Mm-hmm. And I talked to him about it. But it was like he, it was like he couldn't stop it. Uh huh. And so she had taken his phone, and this was the fifth time. I said, why don't you just take that phone from him, put it in your safe, and lock it? I mean, I'll keep it at home, but between classes, I need to check on him because, like, if something goes south, I need to be there. I don't want to wait on another call from the head honcho to tell me my kid's going to jail. Right. Because by this time, the, even the lady at the school was like, We're, our next step is, I said, what is your next step? To file unruly And I was like, what's unruly? (laughs) Like, what does unruly mean? I'm looking at it and I'm like, so you're through that policy manual, what happens next? Like, like we're at the end, I can see you're on like number Uh 96. (laughs) Right. And that's when she said, where's the next page? There's no other pages. (laughs) So that's when she says, that's when we file unruly. And I'm like, when are you gonna do that? And she's like, looks at me and she doesn't answer me. And she was really nice and been very helpful, you know? So there I am. I'm like, so she's going to follow on really The cops are going to, I mean, I'm trying, I'm starting to put this together in my head. Like, the cops are going to come over. They're going to get him from school That is how I'm putting this together in my head. They're going to come mm-hmm. get him from school. The the doctor already says, I'm not doing my job. So now it's going to look bad. Of course, by this time, I really didn't know anything about DCS involvement. I didn't know
0: that and, was a thing. and now there's a paper trail because... All of these notes have been taken. Now there's
1: a paper trail, and God bless the paper trail at the Total Transformation Center getting subpoenaed because I
0: like, was <laughs> I was just gonna say they need to pull your records from Total Transformation. Get John on the phone Get him and Sandra. <laughs> yeah. I
1: hope you didn't lose the recordings. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we are so servers <laughs> But, yeah, so you're going through this, and, I mean, it's closing in on me.
0: It's wow. closing in on me,
1: and I have nowhere to turn. Um, My doctor, which I really don't have one either, because, like, by now, I do have my diagnosis of complex regional pain syndrome, which I've completely ignored because of all of this. Okay. You know, but my hair is falling out. I'm losing weight. My muscle is shriveling. I'm, like, realizing, is that a pinky break? You know, a pinky break in 2009, it wouldn't heal, which okay. is, like, your – Q, and then they didn't recognize it and they had to have two surgical repairs and I'm just like heck and then I remember the second penny pulled out pulling it out he could not get it out and like plus went everywhere and I'm like that thing's infected and I'm like how's it get infected I'm like cut so I decide because before that a year or two I was having back in 2008-2009 tingling numbing numb hands I thought it was because I work so much and, and carry like, massage tables through airports, sure. sitting up trade shows. I mean, those are some big escalators in Chicago. And lugging all that equipment, I'm just like, mm-hmm. it's too much. But, I mean, it was an hour before they would, like, kind of wake up. So what do we think? Carpal tunnel. Because I've been typing, yes. you know, by carpal tunnel. So what do I do? Put a wrist brace on it, which is the wrong treatment for CRPS, CPR, whatever it is, (laughs) (laughs) RSD. All these these acronyms, it's like, really (laughs) people, really? But the good thing was that like it had this Velcro on it that wouldn't stick anymore. And so it was constantly like scraping my skin. Which the treatment for stage one is like they like do all these different textures so you don't get that allademia, which is like skin burning.
0: go go back for a second and tell me a little bit about how this affects the body and complex and and the science of it.
1: Complex regional pain syndrome. Yeah, because of the, that one's a doozy. Like between he and I, I was like, uh, we're definitely going to die. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to die. <laughs> Get your will in order. Um, okay, so common regional pain syndrome is where you either have surgery or an injury. It's usually like in the peripheral, like bone fingers. I mean, it can be from like a car accident. But it, I'm doing air quotes right now. Mm. just sets in. They mm. don't know why
0: uh-huh okay <laughs> classic I'm like
1: don't know why and it's normal ah. <laughs> I'm like, okay beginning to realize that we're in trouble at this point <laughs> because um so I had a finger break in 2009 a little pinky and it was like a, a little they called it a mallet break and so I went over to my friends the orthopedic surgeons mm-hmm. you know friends with them for my son and they're right next door to the spa so we like I had this thing up in there since 2003 we're just like a little community here mm-hmm. and, Franklin And I'm like, my finger really hurts. And um, he's like, that, that shouldn't hurt that bad, but it hurts so bad. It's excruciatingly painful. Okay, And nobody will believe how painful it is. And I've really had pain tolerance. And so he kept bringing back for x-rays, aspirin didn't work, nothing worked. Finally, he gave me some pain meds and I don't even remember what they were, but we tried like a couple different ones and one like worked. Hydrocodones mm-hmm. worked. But me and my drug, like, terror, I'm, like, breaking them in half. And I'm, yeah. like, it says six hours. I'm going to wait eight. I can't afford to get an addiction on top of the pandas. Just, <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> if I'm going to die, I'm going to die sober.
1: <laughs> going to die sober. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my, my, my. And I'm looking back on this, and I'm, like, now I know the reason for that is a pain med suppressed the immune system.
0: Ah. Uh, mm.
1: Okay, so... So that yep. is... So fast forward, there's stage one, stage two, stage three, stage four, and in stage one, like you can reverse it, but nobody caught it and sent me on to surgery, which I probably shouldn't have had because that makes the spread. Okay. The first surgery didn't work. It didn't heal. The second surgery pulls the pin out. So, you know, by the time we kind of figure out what it was, it, 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 it's my plastic surgeon that figures it out. Cause I'm like, you know, what the hell I'm 40. I'm getting a blepharoplasty because this is all too much. And at least I know that I need an eye lift. I know that. <laughs> That is a scientific fact. (laughs) (laughs) Plastic surgeons like doing it, but he says, What's wrong with your hands? And I'm like, What do you mean? And he's like, My veins are pulsing really big in my right side. And by this time, I have renauds. My fingers are turning Uh, uh white. And so he's like, Either got renauds, and then he wrote that RSC thing down. And I went home and I read about RSC, and I instinctively bought the thermometer, the laser thermometer myself. It started like because it's a temperature change of one degree attractive for like 30 days oh. and I was like oh gosh so after you go to the rheumatologist and you go to the um, neurologist and you get everything else ruled out then your next step is pain management
0: uh-huh. okay
1: so there I am in the pain management clinic and I'm like you just gotta give me something to get me through so I'm on but this time I'm on Lyrica Cymbalta Flexeril for my teeth grinding anti-anxi- anti-anxiety medication common cal- cal- for my anxiety um nioxin for my hair loss. Uh, um, but, but that's when I start the uh, injections, those nerve blocks. Uh, because by now my wrist won't bend. I mean and I will say there was an uptick in my wine drinking. I will sure. this is important to note. And I'm thinking it's clearly it's stress, but <laughs> obviously it's the stress, you know, we, we have wine at the spa, so I get it in case and, you know, yeah. start at night. And I was just like, I don't know if I do but my wrist had not stopped bending. Like would it, my right wrist would not bend. Okay. And so as soon as I get the nerve block, all of a sudden it starts to bend. And I'm like, what the heck? So this is like a clue for me. When I started getting the nerve blocks and started like taking those medications though, I don't. For some reason, I just drop off the wine drinking. That's important for later. Okay. So that like kind of all stops. The hair loss kind of stops. And I'm not sure. I found out later that there was steroids in the nerve block and pain meds. Mm-hmm. And I'm on the pain meds, too. And he's putting it in my cellulite ganglion block, nerve root, whatever. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I'm doing okay. But then, like, this time where he gets the strep in 2013, and we end up getting involved with a detention center because it's like, okay, somebody's getting... People call cops, and I think it needs to be me because otherwise, like they're not going to know the pandas, they're not going to understand. Like we're at the psychiatrist by this time, um, so I call and I'm like, he's he's broken this 99th rule or whatever, and I'm just like, he comes over and I'm like, sign Here's your option. Here's our options. Here's mine and your options right now. You either get ready and you got to start following these rules, or we're going to get trouble. You know, please, please. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, so either go upstairs and get ready or I'm going to have to do this because, like, Aww. you're telling me no. And you're, like, getting, now he's getting violent. Like, starting to rage. And it's scaring me.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and at, I'm four- like, I'm thinking, at 14, I mean, he's probably getting your size or bigger than you.
1: taller than me, yes, and bigger than me because I'm losing weight. Yes. You know, I'm losing weight. I'm, like, down to one, I don't know, 29. And I'm losing steadily. And so he's, like... You know, I know that's not him. And so I'm thinking, okay, I'm desperate. I've got to get this anti-DNA speed test. But I've got to get penicillin. So in my pea brain, my I don't know. I used to watch Mary Poppins and Sound of Music growing up, and I still love them. I'm thinking <laughs> we're gonna go there, and the judge is gonna give me an order for a test. You know. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Changes Trump doctors. This the only person that Trump's a doctor. Right. I mean, I, I think I knew that. And so I'm like, okay, I caught it. So the cop comes, I'm like, son, you have choice. You have an option because he had some kind of a knife and it wasn't a, a weapon knife, but I don't know where he got it. And I was just like, I don't know. It's just scaring me.
0: Yeah. You know, it was
1: really scaring me. And, and my ex-husband had sent me an article on another kid that had pandas didn't get the right medical treatment out in Oregon. And, um, it wasn't good.
0: Aww.
1: And the mom is, like, rattling off her story about how she could not get him antibiotics and we be given to him. And this kid ends up with, like, a 10, 15-year sentence, and he's, like, Aww. 17. And I'm, like, running right the numbers in my head. I'm, like, he's 14, 17 holy fuck mm. i've got three years i got three years this is what i'm thinking in my head oh. i need help i know by myself you know so the cop comes and i'm This is him like, wait here's your options with the cop. because they're like and he's realized i'm like so you you have two choices that like you can either do this or you can go to detention i mean and i'm thinking he's gonna do this right and he said okay goes upstairs and i'm like yes He's going to do this thing that I'm asking him to do, which was get dressed to go do some studying somewhere in a library.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Comes downstairs, looks at the officer, and goes, "Where do we go?" And I was like, "Oh my god, what?" Did not. It... Looking back, that's so neurological. That's so neurological. It's not defiance. It is a neurological symptom, and I just want all the parents to know that it's not normal that is not bad behavior that is a symptom of a medical and a misdiagnosis that's not been treated and he just he's like he just didn't care
0: do you want to do you want to explain that a little bit more on like
1: oh we all want to explain it a lot more yeah (laughs) yeah because it's just like the strep it's going to end up, and when I tell you the answer to the story, I mean, you're probably going to fall out of your chair because when I do these shows, it, like, gets to this point, and then I, and then it clicks, and they're just, like, they really don't say much after that point because it's, like, it's this multi-complex infectious syndrome, and I'll tell you where it came from, and that's the shocking part and the devastating part and, and kind of what drives me in a positive way. But so I'm looking at this cop, and I'm looking at him, and I'm like, wait, wait, you, what do you mean you want to go with him? And he goes, yeah, I'm wrong with him. I mean, just doesn't care. And the, and the officer's like, and I'm looking at him, and I'm like, okay, well, I've already told him this. Is this or this? And you pick that. What what do I do? Like, but I think it was good because I said, okay, you know, thinking it's all behavioral, being, I mean, honestly, being lied to, being, like, told there's nothing wrong with him. And so I have to sign this document. That's a really. I finally put it together to sign this thing saying he said, really, which I don't even know. Oh, the Oh, because the principal explained it to me like that just means that we've got some issues we can't control. Mm. And I'm like, we have issues we can't control. I didn't know. It I mean you've child is like completely out of control behaviorally and you're like turning them over to the state.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> oh my like, god! Seriously. And I even asked the officer, I'm like, so if I sign this, what's going to happen? Well, I mean, take your juvenile. to um, didn't even call it a detention center? Juvenile children, something, something. And they, oh, this is the phrase that gets you for the next three years. Like, if I ever hear this phrase again, I'll hit somebody in the face. Get <laughs> uh, him the help that he needs. Wow. That's 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 the key. That's when you know you're in trouble. You better run when somebody else does get your child the help that they think he needs. So I was like, the help he needs. Okay, so I'm can I just tell him what he needs? They're going to get it for him. So he gets in the cop car, and I found in that, like, file picture. I'd taken a picture of the cop. What mm. a witch. Like, really? <laughs> So it's it's devastating, and I'm just crying. I'm like, God, would you choose this? But then I've read this story about what happened to this other kid, and I'm like, This can't happen to our community. This can't happen to our right. family. Like, th- my child is, you know, it just can't. So I'm good. Feeling-
0: and and at that this- at that point, you have tried so many things and kind of expected a positive outcome. And for them to say, we're going to get him the help that he needs, it's, it's almost a slap in the face saying that what you, what you're doing is not what he needs. Right.
1: Yeah. And it's like that, I mean, when I heard it the first time, like, I wish I'd heard it multiple times from the angle I use it later. But when I heard it the first time, he's like, I'm thinking to myself, great, there's support. I'm going to show up with these mm. nice adults. And I'm going to tell them what he needs. And they're going to help me get it. Mm. That could not be further from the truth. So I signed that paper. You know, And later on in life, like with your trauma, you try to like spin it in a positive way so you can live with it. Like, and my lawyer, she's like, if you hadn't done that, none of that stuff would have been on the record when he got really bad Like, And I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, there he goes. Well, I didn't realize that there were cells in that place. Oh. There is a jail for children. Like these things, detention centers are p- mini prisons for your child, and the people that work there, I don't know. You know, might be getting paid eight or ten dollars an hour. Yep. I mean, they're not professionals. Yep. <laughs> they're not professionals. They're they're. At, when was a the massage therapist turned?
0: Detention
1: worker, Mm -hmm. they're not out for the best thing for your child. And neither is that judge. They could care less. I don't
0: even know if I'll
1: go there, but go ahead.
0: I've seen that firsthand because I've worked in uh, behavioral centers for kids. And um, I I have seen, it depends on the place, but I have seen um, some just really kind of awful people that work in those places. And it should be a very therapeutic and healing environment. Sometimes just really isn't. Unfortunately,
1: it's traumatic. It's like a dungeon. It's filthy dirty. I don't care what they tell you. A detention center is a prison. I mean, and there's really no rules around it because the juvenile courts have it to where, like, it's all sealed. You can't get the recordings. I mean, oh, it's a setup. Mm. It is a setup. of all setups. But, you know, I mean, I, I was trying to, I mean, I thought I was doing the right thing. I mean, looking back, I don't know what else I could have done. So anyway, the next yeah. morning we show up in court. My ex is there and we're like, he has this thing called pandas we think he needs an anti-DNA speed tiger test can you write a court order for him <laughs> this is my request the judge looks like huh uh-huh I bet and I'm like what I, I, I don't know I'm just thinking like you why wouldn't you pick up the phone and call like somebody in front of what it is and help me get an order for this like you got, aren't there doctors at your disposal because like anyway he says very first day he looks at him and he's like basically in summary unless you want oh and they brought my child up from the back so i still don't know it's dungeon at this time or a cell i'm like and he doesn't tell me he doesn't tell me he's in a single cell all night cold and alone he doesn't Mm -hmm. tell me any of that Mm -hmm. and oh my god he says the judge is like unless you basically in summary Unless you want to end up out in the middle of the woods in Tennessee in a foster care home, you better do what your mom says. Hands me a list of rules called the home probation. Okay. You know, so it's like rules, and I look at it and I'm like, "Uh, like I did this in third grade. You've not asked me. I, I, are you kidding me right now? Take all of his electronics. Like that's how I communicate with him to make sure he's safe. That's the Only thing that will calm him down sometimes, you're taking all of that Uh from him, and furthermore, if he violates any of these things, I've got to bring it back or I go to jail. So now I'm on probation, wow, and I go home and I'm just devastated. I mean, I just basically curl up in a ball and I'm like, I can't. Of course I'm terrified. I don't want to go to jail. And I'm thinking, well, how are they going to find out? And I'm thinking, well, that's not a good example for sure. your children when you have these rules and they want to break something. You don't follow what the judge says. So I'm like in this conundrum. So the first time he broke the rule, one of the rules was on my birthday and I take them in. I'm like, well, I got to do it, you know, but after that, never again, after I learned, this time they kept them for two or three days, cause it was a holiday. This time when they let him out, I went back there and I looked down the hall and I was like, I opened that door. I said, let me see in there. And uh, they're very protective about it, too. Nobody go back there. And I'm like, what? Fort Knox? (laughs) So I'm like looking back there and I'm like, is that a cell? Is that a jail cell? And it just hits me. And I'm like, what the? Mm. Hell is going on here, and I see kids walking around like little baby prisoners.
0: Yeah,
1: and I'm like, This is mortifying, disgusting, and infuriating all at once. And now I'm desperate, so I go in and I'm like, Whatever, and I'm like, I, I don't care, I'll just fold these rules up and just put them somewhere. And so I'm like, I gotta protect him now. I go into protection mode. Mm-hmm. Now he's still escalating from the strip. For May, because it takes six weeks for them to hit their peak okay. with stroke. okay, and then they get better. So it's been like week four, and he's like, so then um, the psychiatrist did order us the panda the panda's test. It came back positive from molecular labs. Wow! And she gave him she gave us amoxicillin. I mean, I was begging, you know, anything to please do it because the other doctor said no. My doctor didn't. I, I don't know anything about it. I'm like God, I think I could order this test. It's like a blood drop again so anyway go back to court this time I'm like it's positive for is thinking that's gonna mean anything uh-huh and he still looks at me like I've got three heads so I'm like okay maybe the school needs to put the documentation because like at this point it's clear that like I'm a bad mom again because I felt that feeling and like I'm feeling I'm, I, you got me as bad mom as parents fault. so I called school and I'm like file all the stuff at the school so they can see that it's like a continuous and how many times I went so she came because she was really nice. It could all be in because I learned there's this thing called the record. If it's not the record. It didn't happen. So you got to get everything in the record that can't be considered. And I'm like, oh, that's a different record than this, the hospital. That's a medical record. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like all and, this background and, stuff that you're, you're having to learn uh, on top of having to take care of your child and yourself.
1: And myself. And I'm like, forget myself because I'm like, here's the thing. If I... If I don't take care of him, it's not gonna matter because we're all gonna yeah. poof. Yeah. So I was like, that this is like, I mean, bye. So I'm like, okay, this is me right now. I don't know how we got through that summer. I have no idea because I had a manny by then, and he was he was kind of helping. He was like maintenance. He was downstairs, and he would help me sometimes. But you know, it, he, it would get really bad at night. There's something about cortisol at night, uh-huh. like about okay. three or four. It's like this shift. And it's like, wait a minute, don't, don't leave me, don't leave me, come back. Aww. And they just like, you know, and so I'm like, okay, this is really bad. And I don't know. Um, Now I've got the PANDAS diagnosis. The one thing I did was call that first doctor. I called the nurse because I knew her and I was like, so, anyway, my son has the results back from PANDAS test that was denied, and he does have PANDAS. I said he needs to be seen for his PANDAS. There's just something in me about, like, you're going to put this in his record. Yes. But now I'm learning about records. And she gets me in, and she lets me see the doctor that I hadn't even heard from or didn't even really know about since 2010 that had said acute onset of PANDAS. Three years later, all this hell we've gone through, and this man takes his chart, and I watch him, and he's... Scratches through behavioral problems, writes old DX, that day I learned that means diagnosis, new DX, Candice. And he proceeds to go get his nurse. She comes in, they draw blood, and put him on Keflex. And I looked at him and I just said, "Um, wait a minute, did you just check his anti-DNA speed tires by chance? (laughs) By chance? He goes, yes, that's what we do when there's suspected pandas. And I thought, and this other doctor owned the freaking clinic. Been, he owned the freaking clinic. Is an adjunct professor from Vanderbilt. He's like the most well-respected doctor. Mm-hmm. You cannot, that is not the way to choose your medical professional. I'm telling you, do not choose your doctor like that. <laughs> So anyway, I put my face down in my, you know, hands and I just cried Aww. because like i had this historical reference of 1480. He's in the hospital with the bugs crawling on him and MRI's not is yeah. not. Now he's, he's back up. Normal's like 200. Now he's back up to like 500. So we're going up again and mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, this is going to be good. So we start on the calf legs and he slowly starts to get just a hair better.
0: Tell us what calf legs is.
1: It's a type of an antibiotic. Okay. You know, and it's so funny because I found it so much easier to get hydrocodone than I did to get penicillin.
0: Interesting.
1: And I'm like, what is going on? Now, this is from somebody that hasn't taken a medication as mm-hmm. in five ants ever 15 years. So anti-medication. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I'm the spa and all that stuff and never took an antibiotic because it was making resistant you know mm-hmm. but it's just like there was something in the air about this it just felt weird i do weird so he starts to get a little bit better with keflex supposed to be treating the strep but when i got the results from the cunningham panel back i'm reading it and they attach like two research articles because there's still not that much about it mm-hmm. i'm calling it any there is a website now pandas or pandas i don't know whatever but i call um the providers and they're like it sounds like he's really advanced he needs ivig this is when they started looking at intravenous immunoglobulin okay okay he, he needs ivig um, will one do it yeah just insurance cover it no how much is it Eighteen thousand dollars. <laughs> who does it oh one lady in washington dc when can we get in four months wow okay make an appointment
0: mm-hmm.
1: make an appointment i mean i'm running out of money Let's just be blunt. I'm running out of funds. I'm not working. I mean, I'm not selling, you know, and my spa is like tanking because I'm not there to watch them. You know, I'm not there to make sure they're following the rules. Right. And so it's going haywire. There's 15, 18 girls there and they're just like, anyway, that's another day. But so we're sitting there and you know he's getting slightly better and I'm but I'm stopping I'm reading this cunning hand panel results and I'm reading up pandas. And I'm like, okay, strap, strap, it takes this long. And then I see, and there's also pants. Have you heard pants? And I'm like, that monkey that just puts his hands over his eyes, like I cannot read this. Because when I read it, I was like, this is what he has. Pediatric acute, neuropsychiatric oh, yeah. syndrome which literally means they have no physical symptoms left. Mm. Only psychiatric symptoms. So virus, head cold, strep, um, stress, anything. mold, milk, allergies, sinuses. everything looks the exact. Same. okay <laughs> everything anytime his immune system needs to launch this is what you're going to see
0: wow
1: and i'm like okay this this you're, you're assuming this is it but this but because of all the ups and downs it just made sense mm-hmm. and you know the red rash all over him that being roseola and that's a virus and why would his behaviors change if it's a virus and uh-huh. stroke? I mean, a stroke we just a lot of question marks i still had but this one fit and I was like, okay, so I just ignored it, but uh, I put it down. I thought, well, we're getting that stuff in three or four months. I just got to keep it. I had a friend come over and she comes in and says, I don't feel very well. She was on a trip and she didn't feel well. And apparently she had a virus and um, he got it within three days. He came in there. That remember, he's getting better from the calf very, very slowly. Just a hair. I mean, he's not being aggressive.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's, like, starting to listen like we did have one fight. Of course, I'm still in that mind of, um, oh, you're going to do something on the adult. I'm still in that mindset. But, I mean, I'm, like, kind of, like, getting it. Okay. Like, okay this is a symptom. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a, you wouldn't do that if somebody had a runny nose. Stop mm-hmm. your runny nose right now. It's starting to click. Yep. But it's taking a minute because – so within three days of being exposed to that virus, he comes into there to where, and he'd been, he was pretty, pretty good. He's doing this.
0: Blinking his Eye eyes. Eye blinking.
1: Okay. Eye blinking. And I'm like, what's wrong? He doesn't know. He's just like, so it's a tick. it's mm-hmm. a tick. Lay by that night, he's sitting on my copier, naked, doing copies of his butt mooting, you know, handing them out. And I'm like, oh no. I'm like, okay, this is two days later. He's driving a stick shift, never driven a car before. Doesn't know how to drive a car. I've never let him drive a car. I don't think it's okay for him to drive a car. (laughs) Just to be clear. (laughs) Support him driving a car. (laughs) You know, how in the world did you Learn to drive a sick shift. And I will tell you, I forgot one part of it, because the psych hospital, like before, as the titers were going up or whatever, they had told me I went to this meeting at Vanderbilt, this like Centers of Excellence meeting. I go, the pediatrician's like, get him in a clinical trial. The psychiatrist's like, bring him to the psych ward. I'm like, I've already tried the clinical trial. At least that's an option. Mm-hmm. You know, can I get the test, the order for the test? They all say no. This one. Uh, why, why would you not do that? So, anyway, he had been to the psych ward, you know, for like five or seven days over a cheeseburger wow. that hadn't even eaten. Somebody didn't put it up. He flipped his, you know, what went upstairs, theater room, picked the theater room chairs up, hurled them across the room, broke a laptop in half. Of course, me, I'm like, you know, you're gonna break everybody's stuff. I'm taking away all that new music equipment I got you, and I start taking it upstairs, not breaking it, just taking it upstairs. He grabs it, cuts himself, calls 911. I mean, it's like this teeny tiny cut. You, you come. He calls 911. We got, I'm like, you already have much attention. No, cops come. I mean, all the cops came. I mean, I can tell you how many times, <laughs> like, you know, all the cops came, 911 response. So I'm like, okay, we can go to Vandy Psych, Put, take Vandy Psych. So we had done a stint there and I forgot that. So anyway, um, and that's where, uh, so we're a couple months past that. He's getting better. The psych meds, they had changed him to, of course, they're like, oh, it's changed him to Luvox. So we're at the point where he drives his car because he wants to go see some girl he met there. So he drives a stick shift, doesn't know how to drive it. Like apparently he taught himself to drive it like that day watching a video somewhere. Takes a man Manny, I call him Manny, (laughs) takes his car 35 miles. Oh, my gosh. On interstates. How did he get his keys? How did you know to change the shift? How did you know to do that? They have a super strength. There's things that they should not know. It's not that they've been exposed to those things. I cannot reiterate that enough. He's never seen anything like this. This was not how he was raised. They have a part, and I'm like, then I'm like, he's got access to part of his brain that he shouldn't have access to. So mm-hmm. then I start to get into like the criminal mind. What part? And I find all these brain schemes. It's the same part of the brain. And I'm like, wait a minute so i'm starting to put everything together so i will wow. going to have the same part that's lit up his nose is no, his nose up here in between his nose is always red when he's in this worst shape this is swollen i don't have any physical symptoms left i only have sight because i've got ocd then the ocd starts to become subsets so you've got like hoarding and you've got all these subsets So like that explains why the dsnb5 is like had to be put back three years because it kept evolving so fast you've got this trichotillomania and you've got uh-huh. like all this stuff that's like you're looking at it and i'm just looking at all this and i'm like Okay, these are all symptoms of infection. I mean, like you're digging your claw, and I'm learning how these being this psychiatric hospital, like just watching and listening, because of course I'm there every day, two or three times mm-hmm. a day. Because I'm like, um, gonna get his titers ran by that night nurse that doesn't know the, better than not to, and I'm gonna go get her results. <laughs> the mm-hmm. results next night, remember? So there all the time, and I'm like hearing all the moms talk and all the symptoms, and I'm just starting to watch and observe. And I'm like, they're like cutting, you know. And I can't help but think, I know this is not a normal thought. Back to when I learned about bloodletting, yeah, you know, like that was a medicinal treatment like two thousand years ago, Mm -hmm. where leeches were used to like relieve, uh, you know, infection from the bloodstream. And things just start like clicking. Like, are they
0: like? So for for our viewers, um, or our listeners, let me just say that um, psychiatric symptoms a long time ago, I don't know what year, but they used to go to barber shops and they would do bloodletting and the barber would cut their skin. And, and that was the treatment for psychiatric symptoms.
1: So yeah, that was a treatment for psychiatric symptoms. And even like, what was it? A thousand years earlier, like Hippocrates, I don't know, don't quote me, but, um, you know, even when there was like plagues and and bacterial infections. That's the way I learned it from that perspective. And so that's the only way to have antibiotics. So the only thing they need to do was to cut them like in all these areas and drain as much blood and then hope that it was so like I'm thinking, you know, and it's so interesting, like our paradigms and our grids, like as we're going through this, like I hear this and you know, and so mm-hmm. I'm hearing these things like like, huh, wait a minute. And then I'm just starting to put it all together. And I'm like So, if stroke causes OCD, does that mean infections cause all all sick symptoms? Mm Because I'm like, now he doesn't have, like, a cough because he he doesn't have any of that anymore. He doesn't have a runny nose. He doesn't have a sore throat. Mm -hmm. I mean, that went away a long time ago. He doesn't have, like, runny eyes. He doesn't have anything. He never says his ear hurts. He never says his throat hurts. Nothing. Uh Nada. Uh But he does have OCD, anxiety. Rage subset. So I'm like starting to be like, okay, so is the righty nose OCD? And I'm trying to like map it out and make like a spreadsheet of like, if I could figure this symptom equals this thing, then maybe I would know what he, but you know what? Then I was like, who cares? They wouldn't give me the antibiotics for it anyway.
0: <laughs> it's so complex.
1: So complex. So anyway, he on the way back, and yeah, you know, little Joker almost made it. He took my debit card. Um, and by this time, he's like got some kind of obsession with smoking devices. Probably saw it somewhere, and he's like learned how to order uh weed, marijuana seeds from the Netherlands. Which, my, and I'm I'm always with my banker, like, you know get a new card. Uh, I don't know how he's getting. You no, know, it's like super. It's like something you're beginning to wonder. Yeah, you know. I mean, I'm putting the doors on backwards. Like, I don't even know how to do that. The maintenance guy I'm like flip the door around. there's something we did? What do you do? flipped it back
0: hmm.
1: how do you know to do that so I'm starting to think swelling swollen lord pushing on something mm-hmm. aggravating I'm just thinking like okay what's doing this because how do you do that all of a sudden overnight you know so anyway on the way back he almost got back to the house he had stopped at the gas station he's filled up the gas tank got in a snack Seen his friend, the girl, came all the way back into White House, Tennessee. Made it. Wow. All the way close to my house and where he had just stalled and ran off in a ditch. And I'm <sighs> like, that's how he went out? <laughs> <laughs> that's so interesting. <laughs> stalled? <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's, but you know, the funny thing is, it's not funny at all. Because right. this time, he's on, we're trying everything. So he's on like, like I don't know, um, It's He's on like six things antipsychotic, anti OCD, anti everything. Vaderbilt uh-huh. has switched it. I'm like, you know, that didn't make a, a hill of beans worth the difference. <laughs> she did mm. sent him home. I got so mad at them. They were like, tell me what you learned. He's held on a paper. Zip my mouth. Zip like a zipper. I'm like, we'll pay $27,000 for him to learn to zip his mouth. Really? So that's okay. It changed our box <laughs> So we're in this place where he's got all these medications. So I've got this big thing, a medication separator. Well, he started the symptom of hoarding, which I know nothing about. Mm -hmm. And so he has got these little wooden boxes stashed everywhere all over the house. And he's got all the medications in little baggies tied up because he's not taking them. He's hoarding them. Mm. I don't understand hoarding. So he's collecting them. And so he's got backups. Now, maybe he did get that from the inventory, but it was next level. (laughs) (laughs) This is next level. And so he has this box of like these baggies in the backseat of the car. And so they arrest him for driving without a license, violating curfew, violating the in home detention, drug dealing, intent to sell, like all these, like, I can't tell you how many charges. Take him to the detention center.
0: And he's how and, old?
1: Barely 14.
0: Oh my God.
1: He doesn't know how to drive a car. He a stick chip. but there was something going on in his head that I can't figure it out. Uh-huh. He was either like, I, I took all his video games with him relentlessly, but he, he did get his hands on Grand Theft Auto at his friend's house. And I was like, you can't play that. There's something wrong. We don't know what it is, but you know, I, that might've been a, a thing of it. And then also, so I just tell parents like, it, it doesn't matter. Well, just get a medical treatment. And then the mm-hmm. other thing is like his sister, I got her license. So I don't know if it was like, I don't know what caused the compulsion to drive interesting but he was he was very compelled to drive and so we start we, we didn't know it until that night and so i'm like okay so what is this thing so we go into court and i tell him like we gotta get an ankle monitor because i think i got this brilliant idea well actually like i was dating so why don't you get an ankle monitor I was like, that's brilliant so i find this awesome company it's gonna ding 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 i go in i've got this plan to let him out and give him to me and put this on him so i'll know if he leaves because i didn't know mm-hmm. so he says yes but it's a court an ordered ankle monitor which we leave it it doesn't even work didn't go off first day this is what I'm saying. Never, never, get, never get involved with the student system. Okay, so it doesn't work. So now I'm alone again, and now he's got all these other charges. We've got a month and a half left to go. And so for my own sake, I'm like, he's got this pants. So I take him to another doctor. I take him to my adopted children's doctor because he really doesn't know much about the whole situation. And now I've got the diagnosis from like the labs, and I've got the prescription from Keflex. I'm starting to figure this game out.
0: And this, this is prior to your um appointment in
1: yes. Washington DC. Okay. This is all me trying to keep him alive because okay. it is after this virus that he got. Uh huh. I mean, I don't I really don't know how we made it. Um we got to uh yeah we so we go in and I said can you just tell me like does he have an infection right now? Because I don't know. I mean I see the redness there but I know because he drove a car and now it's 27 charges. So does he have an infection? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that little scope thing. You know, I don't have one. Can I have one of those? So he looks in his throat and his ears and he's like, whoa. He's like, he's got an acute upper respiratory infection. And I'm like, what infection? Well, I don't know. It could be this. What? Okay. I need to know. I need yeah. to know. And his ear was swollen. Like his eardrum, it was fluid behind his ear. You know, his throat was red. What? No strep. No strep.
0: But he wasn't presenting any symptoms on the outside. He wasn't saying Nothing. Mom, my throat hurts, my ear feels weird. It wasn't saying any of that.
1: I got eye blinking. Okay. And copy of That's what oh, I got. Got it. Okay. That's all I got. Huh. And uh frivolous use of my debit card online in the Netherlands. <sighs> Fair enough. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> like you, you're raising the heat of my hair. <laughs> <was kidding> me. <laughs> I mean, but you, you think everything. And then, you know, I mean, honestly, you like go through everything. You're like, is it possession? Because you're watching this happen and it's just a switch. And then you're like, but I know he has strep. I saw the diagnosis, but they're not acknowledging it. You mm-hmm. doubt and you question everything you ever thought you knew. And it's really a, a dangerous place for people that are not, I mean, like, I mean, I was becoming a wreck. I, you know, and under that amount of stress, I'm getting sicker. My hair is falling out again. I can't afford to get the nerve blocks anymore. I go into the doctor because I'm like, do, do I have cancer now? My lymph node pops up swollen. I stopped everything. I'm like, I quit all the meds. I, you know, it was in remission. It's coming back. I'm not, I feel like I'm at stage three. I said the lymph node's swollen. She's like, oh, um. And I'm down to 121. I'm at my GM. I'm only like 135 or something. And it's like really in a short amount of time, she just, we're all very worried about you. Of course, they all probably, I mean, to their defense, probably thought I was like losing it. Later, find out. They thought I was on drugs. Wow. You know, all these assumptions people make wow. and they don't have a clue. Wow. Like, I'm on drugs. What the heck? We thought, you know,
0: you got oh
1: okay okay
0: yeah you're you're on drugs, you have an unruly child. it's bad yep. parenting mm-hmm.
1: it That's all f- what, well it all fits it, it catapults like once you have one thing in place, then it's easy to jump over here uh-huh. and and say, make this assumption because that goes with this, wow. But, you know, I wouldn't learn this till two or three years after the fact. So I'm in there, but I know everybody seems like they hate me. But at this point, I, I could care less. So I go into this doctor, a walking clinic, and I'm like, so I've got a really swollen lymph node. There's something really wrong with my kid. And maybe if I find out what's wrong with me, then, you know, it would help him. I, and she's like, it's probably your thyroid. Mm. I'm like, my thyroid? I mean, he's got one, one test. i started like looking at the labs, his anti-DNAs, which I now knew were like, I said, his strep titers are really high. There's something going on there. I go, can you test me for that? She goes, no. And I'm like beginning to realize that this is like a communism. I'm
0: so sorry. It's like
1: If he, yeah, it's like, can you just, no, we'll I'm going to do a spot check for mono and we're going to, it's your thyroid. I'm like, it's, I don't think this is my thyroid. And if it is my thyroid, and then she proceeds. I said, what about the swollen lymph node? Because oh, some people just have that. Now, this is the clinical director of this walking clinic that's associated with the hospital I mentioned earlier. And these are not stupid doctors. Mm-hmm. But I'm asking, I guess I'm asking questions I don't know how to answer because it's yeah. out of the protocol.
0: So it, yes, because it doesn't fit into the box that they have. It
1: yeah, doesn't fit into the box. Yep. And she goes, um, she goes, well, you know, I have a swollen lymph node too. People just have those. And then, then later in conversation, she's like, well, I would, um, well, and I was really careful. Do you take any medication? Are you under stress? Nope, nope, nope. Because I've learned that like the minute you say that, they yep. don't hear anything past that.
0: If you no, deviate. Nothing. Mm-hmm.
1: If you, yeah, nope, nothing's wrong. No medications, nothing. Yeah. Um, she goes, well, it's probably your thyroid. She goes, like, I don't know, several years ago, I got diagnosed with Graves' disease, and I just didn't want to deal with the ups and downs of the thyroid medication, so I had my thyroid removed. And I remember just looking at her and being like, so we're taking body parts out now because mm-hmm. you guys don't want <laughs> to and you won't give antibiotics, Is yeah. that where we are. And that's, that's kind of when I realized the gravity of it, but I hadn't figured out the answer yet. So anyway, we're close to getting to the to the IVIG appointment. And I'm like, you know, he's on this thing with the ankle monitor that doesn't work. We had several more rounds with 911. We end up at the ER again. Um, by this time, I mean, they show up, his pupils are huge. It's not even him anymore. We're to the point where we're like drilling the, the window shut. Uh-huh. We're like putting, uh, moving the, behind the ladders because he'll scurry around I me. Mean, the kid's like a vampire. Oh. You get and do things you cannot even imagine, and he get a ladder, go up, try to shimmy out the window. So we're like, lock because the house is big. I can't like, you know, and I can't sleep, you know, two or three days, and uh, insomnia is huge. Like they're just like anxiety, insomnia, you know. And by this point, he'd never done any drugs. I mean, and I'm right there on him. Right, we've right? <laughs> I mean, like here, but he learned about it in the detention center, and he met some kids that lived in the neighborhood over. I befriended them and, um, you know, I, I didn't know they were like texting and stuff, but I had that, there's a thing you can put on your kids' phone and read all the texts. So I'm like trying to watch all this stuff. And he's starting to talk like crazy. Mm. Like he's starting to talk. I'm reading these texts and I'm like, he thinks he's somewhere. He's not like saying that his therapist said this, like very, but if he would tell you then you'd be like, no, that's true because he's saying it was such conviction, but it didn't happen. Like I'm at that session. The therapist did not say that. The therapist did not wow. say you can't put marijuana in brownies, and it is okay. To that, right? Wow. But so he's like getting delusional, right? Getting delusional. And so I'm like, okay, we're almost there, we're almost there. So we felt somehow we finally make it. So we get in the car. It's a 17 hour drive to where we have to go to Washington, D.C. Oh. I bet this time I've got banker's boxes full of every court document, behavioral from the school, medical that I have. I don't have the I've got enough medical records, just what I need to drive up there 17 hours. We get there. It's three o'clock. I just look in the rearview mirror and I just watch him leave and watch his alter ego come out. And I, Cortisol, something happens at three. So I could not, it didn't matter because like I thought I figured it out, but it didn't matter because I couldn't change it because mm-hmm. it was something about the biorhythms. I didn't know what to do. So get get to sleep that night. And he's acting good because I guess the virus might have passed. I think he's still on the catholics. Somebody's given him some, I don't know, augmenting. I can't remember. He was on the wrong things, but it, it was helping someone. He goes to, I wake up the next morning and he goes, we're on the way to second life treatment. He's like, mom, that ankle monitor doesn't work. And I'm like, I know. He's like, and it's like, he confessed. It's like a confession. It's like, he went to him. He's like, I got out last night. And I'm like, you try not to react because like, this is not the sign or um, symptom. I'm a sign of somebody that that's like trying to sleep. Uh It's the symptoms that wants to help. And he's like, I got out. He goes, I saw that fireworks stand. Like when we pulled in, he goes, I got out to the hotel room door and I went to the fireworks stand. And by this time, his hoarding was like, it's not funny because he'd been arrested for stealing by then. Everywhere, like he would get something in his head hoarding, like five or six video cameras, like from. Like why? I mean, like five or six, twenty of these is like this compulsion. I didn't understand it. So he's like stealing from places, wow. you know, because it. So he's like, I got all these fireworks, and I'm like, are they in the car? Because I'm like, we got stolen goods, you know, stealing that. He's in the car. He holds up this big bag of fireworks. I'm like, we're two hours down the road, an hour down the road. And I'm like oh my god I don't have the phone number for these people I can't apologize we're gonna to have to take it back on the way back but it's after July 4th I, I'm just like starting to be like, like <laughs> you know you get to that point where you're just like whatever can we just <laughs> you start to think I'll at least I'm alive that's uh-huh. when you start thinking like you lose all that it goes out the window because you realize what's important and that's just to stay alive, yeah. So, he finally get up there, and I don't understand it. <laughs> the, the neurologist did so. She goes to the banker's boxes, and I mean, this is a very, a very well respected neurologist it was on like the the panel in the beginning. And like, was on the like, what do they call consortium? The thing that like developed, like, she's a big wig, okay. And so, she diagnosed him, and I was like, okay, now they'll understand, you know. And so, she goes, i G, dirty, so two days. This child sits there with this needle in his arm, you know, and I ask about this two personality type thing. And the nurse says, Oh, that's common in these kids. They they something and I'm like, but what happens biologically? Right. Oh, you know, I don't know, but it's it's nighttime. And I'm like, I know that, but I can't stay awake all night. I need it, you know. And she just proceeds to tell me, what we like to do is give these these alter egos a different name. And we say, Well, this and I'm like, huh? Like multiple personality types of joint? What are we doing here? Right. And then we just talk talk to the main person. Anyway, again, hook, line, and sinker. I go home with my laminate and my designer. And I I write we they named his alter ego Kenny, like the Kenny free zone. And I did this cute little design thing, you know, because I used to do emails and it says uh join us free tickets for the kenny free. I mean it's real cute. I put it up and I was like, okay, this didn't do a thing. <laughs> this this is just what i'm telling you like these are the things that these parents have to go through because you hear the next thing and you hold on to it for dear life because you're like maybe they're right maybe this will fix it maybe it is the oregano that i get from the back alley from the witch doctor maybe that's it yeah you know so we're sitting there with a needle in our arm, steroids and i'm like okay this this person knows we're gonna be better you know and i've told him that we're gonna be better you know And that's the thing is like your kid trust you and you're like Sid. we're going to get into the you're going to be better and then it doesn't happen it's just like mm-hmm. devastating can't protect him. anyway we get done the next day <laughs> on day two I notice his backpacks like super full and the nurse with the front desk comes and taps me and she's like And this is how I learned about the hoarding, stealing thing. She's like, I need to speak with you. And I go up there and she goes, your son's been stealing medical supplies. And I'm like, you know, because like this time I'm still thinking, he stole the fireworks, he stole the video cameras, we got to, you know, the neurologist comes in and she just calmly says to me, that's a stealing, that's hoarding. That's a neurological symptom. And I went, huh? My head spins around and I'm like, that's not stealing and she goes no it's part of this syndrome and i'm like okay so can you just let me know what all is part of this syndrome right now because i'm st- really struggling yeah. it's not stealing it's not illegal driving or joyriding it's a compulsion i mean it's like everything's backwards. and i'm just sitting there it, and i'm in the lobby with other parents i mean the other moms they seem like you know they're professionals i mean they're all driven long ways and their kids are telling stories and their eight girls are hurling themselves in the highway in front of cars i mean all these like extreme things you know some kids are being brought in on stretchers because they can't like well their anorexia is so bad and they've been to this rehab and this rehab and this rehab and they're shriveling up and i'm just sitting there and i'm like i thought to myself you know what if i ever get out of this and he gets out of this i'm not going to leave these people behind like Mm. i mean you know it's a far-fetched to think that like you might be the one that does get to escape it you know but you have to hold on to that hope yeah like you gotta hold on to something Mm. so anyway we leave it as we leave at six o'clock at night and i'm like i'm not spending that with him anywhere because i've already been into an ankle monitor lady like relentlessly i'm like yeah do your job so we're just gonna go home as we leave she pulls me to the side and she goes you know it's gonna get worse before he gets better and i just went again what How can this get any worse? What do you mean? What what does worse mean? What does worse mean? And then she's like, it's just worse, but he'll stop like it. And then she says to me, the symptoms will unwind in the order they came. And I was like, "Hmm." well, on the way home, I think we did see the rainbow. And I was just like, that's, you know, the promise that, you know, we're going to be okay. Blah, blah, blah. We get home. I've been awake for 36 straight hours. I fell asleep at 3 a.m., bang, bang, bang. My friend had come over to watch him for just, I just needed, I just needed a couple hours. She fell asleep. No, no, she didn't fall asleep. She was watching, but I, she did not, she thought he was there. She was checking him out for 15 minutes. He was so fast and he zipped out. And by this time I'm wearing car keys around, I've got pictures wearing car keys around my neck and like hiding them in places. Well, the man, he had laid them on the thing. He had seen it zipped out. I get knocked on the door at 3am. I just $18,000 $18,000 for this antibodies that he got on. I thought it was on an antibodies. This is my wrong thinking at the time. And um, he had taken the car. And I mean, I think we were even like taking that thing off. What's that thing where you can like make it a distributor cap? Oh, wow. We were like, I was like,
0: yeah. We were like rigging and the I, car so that it could oh, He It can't go.
1: Yeah. And I think that my manny had to put it on and go somewhere and forgot because and he went downstairs. Aww. And so and I'm just like, I didn't do any of this and he can't this is like telling someone to put their fever down. You know, I'm starting to click and so get a call at three, I mean, knock on the door, at three in the morning. I get up and I walk out the door, officer standing there. Um, your car's totaled. This is yet another car, totaled. My my new car, 4050 totaled. And then we have got him at the detention center, and I'm just like, Ugh. my friend is in there watching TV still. Didn't even know he's gone. Just just checked on him. What had happened was his friends from the detention center come in and then come in back, and then he had taken them home because they begged him, "Can, can you run us home? Can you run us home? We can't walk and get in trouble because they had stuck out. Mm-hmm. He didn't sneak out." And so he was like, he didn't want to, but he's like the peer pressure from the other kids in detention center. He didn't I mean, in there Wow. So anyway, they had been adopted from like Brazil. And so they had a really rough history. So now he's hanging out with people he never would have known. And they're asking to do things he never would have asked to do. And so on the way back, the IVA he had delusion. He thought somebody was running out of the woods at him. And he, you know, just barely took the car off and ran it into a fence. I mean, into the fence. And it was going like 15, 20 miles down. So they take him in, all these new charges. This time they take him in, and they're not going to let him go because the ankle monitor. And, and the judge decides, we got a problem because mom is mad over the ankle monitor not working. By this time, I've got all the reports. I'm like, I need the reports. I'm like, I'm going to do something about this ankle monitor. So she decides to take the offensive and takes over the case and comes in. And the first thing, she's like, is this mom? The one that let him get out of the hotel room. Basically, it's her first words to me. Mm. Not anything about, so is this mom? You know, is this, I mean, tone set, you're done. You know, goose is fried. But I'm just looking around like bitch, <laughs> I'm to come up there. I'm getting furious. Like I, you know, I'm a professional, but I think I to tell in high school. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm like, you know, I, I'm not, I'm about to come undone on these yeah. people because I'm like, hey, this looks like a business to me. This looks like a policy manual. This looks like a protocol. This looks like an execution of a plan that's already been thought out. That has nothing to do with me or my child. And now you just pinned that ankle monitor failing on me. And now you're going to charge me money for it. And you're going to keep him. And I can't speak because I'm learning that anything you speak goes onto the record. So she cuts you off, cuts you off. It doesn't let you say anything. Mm. You know, try to explain the medical. She's supposed to be a nurse, IVIG. She's like, I know what that is. And I'm like... So anyway, she keeps him, she keeps him. Anyway, she lets me take him up to this one place. He got in, but he didn't get, the insurance wasn't covered, co- neurological, medical. She wants him in a psych hospital. She just wants him diagnosed with something horrible.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And I can tell. And so it just becomes a, a mono-e-mono. And,
0: and something that she can understand, right? Probably so. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yep. Yeah, something she can understand and she can get funding for. Mm-hmm. There's Title 14. There's all these things that I came to learn that I wish I never knew that, like, put a kid in in custody, the state gets money from federal government. I mean, it's just, this. you know, at some point you're just like, I can't do it. I can't know anymore. (sighs) Yeah. So for the purposes of this this story, I'll move on. Because, you know, she let me take him and she just looks at me and she's like, but mom can't stay in a hotel room with him. You know, making me have to be the villain over and over and over. Writes a court order, has to be back by 9 p.m. If she's not, she's in contempt of court. I'm like, I am so over you guys starting to go to jail. Put me in jail. I don't care at this point. You know, so I take him up there. We don't get back by 9. He's accepted. Insurance doesn't cover it. So I keep him out because I'm like, you know, my. Commitment is getting him the help he needs. Like, now I forget you people. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to get the insurance, but I can't take him back because I'm already in contempt. Three weeks later, still not in. She finds out. Calls. You bring him back to this detention center right now. Blah, 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 blah. Or I'm gonna send extradition. This is a child. Wow. This is a child with neurobehavioral issues from neurological syndrome. Anyway, you know, plenty out of the record. And so at the end of the day, she she was mad. She put him in solitary confinement after day three based on a story that another kid told. It wasn't true. We found that out in depositions. They didn't even give her a hearing. I only was to turn in the psychiatric reports, the psychiatric medications. I refused to do it. She and I just went to war. She, I said, I'm not doing it. You're not putting my kid in a psych facility because I know he's got insurance. Those other kids don't. It's a blank check. You know he's approved for whatever is needed, Uh, psychiatrically, behaviorally. We're working on the medical side. So she knew what she was doing. Anyway, kept him in solitary confinement for five weeks. Oh, my gosh. As a room this size. Oh,
0: my gosh. Five
1: weeks over Thanksgiving. This is like, what, 2013? So he's a sitting duck. You know for any weird people that work there because like I filed some motions to my business attorney because like this can't be real court I've been to court before this is not court so I go get my business attorney because I'm like this is and he helps me file motions by this time, I'm like I'm about to learn court <laughs> so I'm watching drop dead diva it's on and order and I'm like you all the things together, learning the words so I write it and she's like Deny, deny, deny. He can't go back to the neurologist. He can go to his psychiatrist. We will accept that report. He can't be moved out of solitary confinement. You can no longer visit him. She, I ended up being illegally arrested. He ran out of his medication. She tried to use that in her petition, dependent neglect against me, because at the end of the day, she learned I wasn't indigent. Let me tell you what, when, when that day, when that court appearance happened, I was like, because I brought an expert witness, I let him out December 19th, and then they started going for custody, because I was like, I, I'm not done, I'm like, you know, when your eyes are open, sometimes you just can't continue on in life, just moving on, acting like it didn't happen, for the sake of the other kids, so like, they tried to take, us. I'm not signing your petition, they accused me of dependent and neglect, because I've taken him to two, I couldn't get him the help that he needed, I'm like, nobody in America can get him the help that he
0: needs, <laughs> It's not available. So they,
1: it's not available. So then they get another psychiatrist to come in, diagnose him, keep the order from us keep, I mean, keep the results from us. Use that to submit to this. I'll tell you that's the of the show, but anyway, I'm pretty proud of myself because I would run along in front and I found this law that said, if they take a kid that has a medical issue, there's a $10,000 a day fine. And I found that by making 50 phone calls to all the facilities and like pleading my case until somebody gave me that answer. And I learned that from telemarketing back 20 years ago. So <laughs> Good for you. That's why we go and submit his medical information to every single facility ahead of them.
0: So the the judge was allowing psychiatric records, however, was not allowing medical records.
1: Exactly. Is that was, legal? Do you know? It doesn't even matter because there's judicial immunity. And so she can do whatever she wants, basically, uh, which you will learn oh. about. Yeah, and so at this point, I'm like, okay, you can't put children in solitary confinement. Like everybody knows. And now he's got PTSD. Mm-hmm. And so I think I I think I made one too many comments in the hearing. And She saw that I had a lawyer, and so she cut me off from him. Then she cut his both of us off from him. So he we went three weeks without speaking to either of us. Oh then the court order says he can't talk about anything negative that happened in detention. Like, really? And so his dad's terrified. We're thinking they're going to take him. But the court order says to take custody away from me and put him in care and control of his father. But it was very crafty the way they worded it because it didn't take custody. And then the end was like to um, submit to further court orders. Mm. So I could just see down the pike. I was like, get him out of me, get him from me to him and then away from him over here because they were trying to get him into Hermitage Hall, which is like this, I mean, you have experience with this all it took was me to look up and there's 26 suicides there mm. I went down there and I toured under another name and I slipped the medical records to them <laughs> this is my son's medical records I need you to sign that you've received this and you are what and now you have them and you cannot accept them <laughs> I, I mean good I for you, God, you. It's not I mean, but who would have thought to do that? I think that my yeah. part, my brain was accessing another part too. Because uh-huh. I was like, I could see ahead everything. I'm like, uh, uh. Oh the fifth, gosh. I bring an expert witness. The 31st, I put a decoy lawyer on because I figured it out and wrote responses. I went over and got my criminal charge dropped. I, dropped. I walked in with two lawyers. And then she's like, now? Oh, she was so mad. I thought she was indigent. And then it hit me. And I was like... So, you did all this because you thought I was indigent?
0: I'd really like to connect with all of my listeners. So, please find me on Instagram or Facebook at BerksPharmacy.com. You can also find me at AIWarriorPodcast.com. And I also have a Facebook group that is called Autoimmune Warrior Podcast. I'd like to really connect with everyone. Podcasting is such an invisible way to talk to one another. So please find me on that Facebook group. You can have access to um, bonus video content like full-length interviews and outtakes. And we can connect as a community. So let's get connected. And until next time, be kind to yourself.